Training, mindset, integrity, incremental improvement. What can you do better today? Start right here with the Pendola Project. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pendola Project. As always, I'm your host, Matt Pendola. Aaron and I, we have a very special guest that has come on for Monday Motivation for a three-part series. And this is Dr. Naomi Albertson. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a sports medicine doc specializing more in overuse injuries. And she's helped a lot of our athletes over the years. And we thought it'd be great if she could give some of her insight to help you. She did her fellowship at Stanford University in sports medicine. And she's also board certified by the American Board of Family Medicine. She went to medical school at Tufts University School of Medicine. So lots of lots of experience, a, a huge background with her, with our athletes, and even for herself. She was she was quite the gymnast when she was younger, and then took a lot of what she knew and her experience into her practice. So I really think that you have a lot that you'll learn from listening to Naomi in this three part series. The, the first part is more about how to get to your goals and uh, why. And, and that's so important to start off with knowing the why. So, of course, we talked a lot about that. The second part of the series, we talked a little bit more about training, you know, just the basics about warming up and what type of warm-ups we should do and how we should warm up and why it's important to do those things properly and with intent and have a plan for your strength training and some specifics there as to what strength protocols we like to follow and why. And then finally, in the third part of the series, we talked a little bit more about the nutrition behind it. And all of this centers more around aging athletes, people who are 40 and 50 and 60 and beyond, people who want to get back to health or people who want to continue their health as they age. But really, again, I think that this applies to everyone. Hopefully you guys will get a lot out of this. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Don't forget, you can go to our website at pendolatraining.com, email Aaron, Aaron at pendolatraining.com. Okay, here's the show. Hello, everyone. This is Matt Pendola. Welcome to the first part in our series. This is talking more about defining your goal. Where do we start when we have a goal? And really, what is our why? This sounds like such a simple question, but... It's funny to me, Naomi, how hard it is for people to answer this question when I ask them, why? Why are you doing this? Do you find that with your clients? Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think it's hard for, you know, anybody and it changes. I mean, it's a moving target in a lot of, you know, in a lot of ways and especially with, from, I mean, personally, you know, like life changes, work changes, your ability to commit to something changes. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a hard thing to answer. Yeah, no, and, you know, I think that when you're talking about goals versus tasks, that can be overwhelming at times because really when I pick a goal in the first place, at least what I've found is that it should be something that is a little bit extended from my current reach but nothing that's completely overwhelming. And the way I've been talking to my athletes, explaining it this way, 
let's say that you are in a boat and you accidentally fall out of the boat and you don't have any way of getting back up into the boat. So you have to swim. If you are in the middle of the ocean somewhere, the, the, you're still going to try, right? You're going to try, you're going to swim. You're going to try to get as far as you can, but the odds of you ever getting to shore or getting rescued are very slim to none. But let's say that you fall off the boat in a lake and it's cold it's miserable, but you can see the shore. Mm-hmm. You have now have a very specific goal, don't you? Yes, I sure do. <laughs> right? <laughs> and along with that goal of getting to the shore, these tasks come up. I have to focus on my breathing. It's cold. So let me focus on moving and picking up my body temperature and using my breathing so that I can get to, to shore. Let me think positively. Let me make sure that Every single stroke, I'm thinking about breathing energy in. Good, positive thoughts. I can. I can do this. I will get to shore. I am getting to shore. And breathing out any negative energy. Now, that's just an example of a task working towards a goal that you can achieve, but it's, it's hard and it is a little bit out of your comfort zone, but you know you can get there. So what, what I mean by all that is very simple that... I feel like a lot of times that goal is just huge for people when they say, I want What do you want to do? I want to lose 40 pounds, 40 pounds. That's, a that's a lot. Yeah. And, and that's just, that's just where, of course, maybe at one time in your life, you were 40 pounds lighter, but let's just break that down and say, I want to feel better. Isn't that what you really want? Right. And right. don't you feel better? Maybe you don't have the six pack abs you, that you once had. And sure, maybe that would be nice to get to that point one day. And maybe you will. But instead of thinking about shredding all 40 pounds of fat off of you, maybe instead it's better to think about the small tasks that are ahead of you. So, for example, I, I am going to focus on moving more and I'm going to focus on these smaller tasks every single day, like having an apple and instead of having that piece of candy, that those tasks are going to certainly allow you to feel better and they're going to serve you in your why, but it's not overwhelming. That's, that's my feelings on it. No, I totally agree. And I think, I think defining the why is critical, right? I mean, it's, if you don't define the why, um, you know, it's, it's too easy to lose motivation. It's too easy to give up. It's too easy to just, you know, ah, I'll skip the workout today. You know, if you really sort of cement what it is that's important to you, whatever that is, whether it, whether it's feeling better or whether it's, gosh, I wish I didn't think about pain in my hip every day. Right. Or if it's, gosh, I just want to, you know, improve my functionality. I want to be able to go up a flight of stairs comfortably. I, you know, or on the flip side of that, like, I want to win the master's division of this, you know, whatever, Spartan race, (laughs) you know, whatever, bike race, swim race, you know, you name it. Um, It's critical because that's what's going to define your attack, you know, that's what's going to define how you approach this, this whole scenario of activity. Absolutely. And, 
you know, talking about older athletes, aging athletes, I have learned as a coach that a lot of times it comes down to such simple things. Like I want to be able to play with my grandkids and enjoy that experience with them and not feel so winded or terrible or have to stop tossing the ball because I just don't, I feel, have too much pain in my shoulder doing it. Absolutely. Right. I want to be able to reach for things in the counter without it hurting. Right. And those, those little things really add up into quality of life. And especially when you talk about the pain equation, when, when people are in pain, they tend to move less. Absolutely. And that, to me, starts the aging process more than the calendar does. Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we know motion is lotion, right? I mean, we know you got to move. And, and I totally agree. I think once you become sedentary, you've given up on your why. And mentally um, and physically, you know, like you said, I mean, that's really driving that aging process. Absolutely. And, you know, this is, I'm about to say something that's sacrilege for an endurance <laughs> runner. Okay. But, uh, so I'm, I'm training actually for something, um, a little bit different than I've done before, which is running a uh, 50 mile trail race and, uh, through the mountains and the trees and the streams. And it's really actually going to be quite the challenge, but something I'm really looking forward to. But again, the question would be why? If I talk to somebody who is training for a marathon, and that's so common, and yet really they want to do that marathon because so-and-so did it or because they were told that means they're fit, Mm -hmm. something along those lines, I'm not trying to say it's, it's not good for you. It might be the best thing for you to have something like that in your future. But have you ever, did you even do a 5K yet? Where, where oh, right. is that line, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Uh, because all too often I, I will talk to people who are very motivated to do their first marathon. I love the fact it gets them off the couch, don't get me wrong. Or maybe they've done, say, some 5 and 10Ks, but they certainly haven't mastered it yet. And what I mean by that is that uh, maybe their running gait still has a lot of work to be done. And that faster running, this is just an example of training for a 5K, is going to serve their gait quite a bit, but now they have to get in a lot more volume to get ready for that marathon. So now they're loading defeated mechanics. And just, uh, you'd be amazed how many times I have people come and tell me years later that they stopped running because running was bad for their knees, Hmm. things like that. And I say, you know, running wasn't bad for your knees. Running the way you ran was bad for your knees. So this type of conversation, I think, is important because we want to make sure we're establishing, in my mind, the, the right steps towards those goals. And I'm never going to tell somebody they're wrong about their why. That's their why. It's right. not my place. Right. But what I am going to say is that maybe uh, a little bit of guidance and advice along the way about how we are getting there is more important. And having the patience to put the time in. Because oftentimes it does take years, not weeks or months, to get to that ultimate goal. And why are we such in a hurry to get there? Because that process to success is the fun part. That's the joy of it. That's the love. When you ask somebody who has accomplished great things and say, wow, that was just such an amazing moment, right? When you cross the line, it's like, well, yeah, that was amazing. But the, the better part was the process getting there. Right, right. 
I, I mean, I think too, you know, like right now, I mean, in putting, putting this in context of what's going on in the world, right, of, I mean, gosh, we've all been on lockdown, our activity has changed significantly, our, um, you know, our ability to participate in certain types of activities has changed, you know, so gosh, I mean, if you're, if you had defined your why, and it was, you know, some sort of say swimming achievement, and now darn it, all the pools are closed. I mean, this is a massive challenge, I think, right now for people to really try to kind of change that, that mentality and, and not lose, you know, their motivation and, you know, tweak that, you know, that why a little bit. I think, you know, I have so many patients recently who've come into the office who are saying like, gosh, I've put on all this weight with COVID, just not as active as I was. And they're really struggling with what is their why? Like, like you're saying, Matt, like, is it to feel better? Is it to get more active? Is it to lose the weight? Like, what is it? And, and, you know, of course, in my office, and fortunately, I don't really usually have time to kind of get delve into those issues. But I think for our listening audience, you know, thinking about that, and really spending some time thinking about it, you know, I mean, not like you said, like, oh, well, my friend did this race, so now I'm gonna, right. But really having some introspection and some time just thinking about what is it, you know, that you want to achieve and why. And then the plans follow, right? Then the attack model is easy. But if you can't define that why, you know, there's like 10,000 reasons why it won't go well. That's, yeah, that's really well said. And my, I like what you said before, it can be a moving target. So before my daughter was born, my why was different. And now I'm trying to be the man my daughter thinks I am, right? <laughs> right. And uh, my, my why made a big shift some years back when I came home and I was training for nationals. I, had, I was currently ranked number one um, in, in for masters. So, yeah. I mean, nobody cared but me, but I was, but I was, <laughs> but I was currently number one. And I... I wanted to, I wanted to win nationals that year and I was going early to get in my, uh, my first session of the day at about four in the morning. And then I was of course working and then later in the day I would train again. And my daughter was pretty young, but just starting to sort of really move around a lot around the house a lot and, uh, wanting to play a lot of games and, especially just simple things, uh, but uh, pick her up, play tag, uh, chase her around, just things like that. And I got home from my first session. Now, this was maybe three or four weeks into my training program, and I was just so tired. All the time, I realized I was tired. And where I, I understand that I have to go through a progression like that, not the entire time, but I have to push myself for a while if I want to get to that next level and if I want to get fit. I'm looking at my daughter wanting to spend time with me and asking me to play, and I'm saying no. My why changed that day, and I just stopped training for that, and I don't see that as a failure. I, I shifted. I pivoted. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and so sometimes just because you can doesn't mean you should either. 
I think it's important right. to think about, well, what kind of legacy do you want to live? Uh, how do you want to be thought of maybe? Yep. Uh, it sounds morbid, but I think, you know, at your funeral, what would you want right. people saying, right? What do I uh, want people saying? Well, I, I don't know that I care that much about a lot of people saying things about me, but certainly I want my daughter more important than even what she says, but just how she feels about me as a father and as a person. And, and did she feel like she was a bigger priority to me than some sporting event, which of course she is. So just an example, I think about how you can also pivot or shift that moving target will, will happen. And there's no reason why you can't come up with a new plan. So plan and pencil, I think is a good way to think of that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do it with your athletes, Matt? I mean, like if you've, you know, you've got a, a 45, 50, 60 year old who comes in and, and, you know, they've thought about it. They've, they've talked to you over the phone. They've made the appointment to come in and see you. I mean, clearly they've got some motivation to have gotten that far already. Right. And, and then what, what do you do? I mean, do you pose that question to them? Like, why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of times they're taken aback a little bit because, uh, they're, they're not, they haven't really thought it through, which is why we do talk about it. But that's a great point. The first day I am trying to establish that and, and find that question, uh, from them. Not, I don't want to tell them why they're there or why they should do this training. I want them to tell me, and then I can explain how to do it. Yep. So I say, you know, you're doing the driving. I might just be helping you out with the directions. Mm -hmm. But I can't uh, – a long time ago I learned as a coach that I cannot take credit for what any of my athletes do. And the main reason for that, too, is I don't want to take the blame when they don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, finding, finding that why in the first day. And I do – I'm stealing this a little bit, but I'll give credit to um, – the, the Smitty, a guy named uh, Jim Smitty, and he taught this to me, but it's from 567 Academy that he helps to run. And you just ask uh, five to seven times um, in that time frame. You ask seven times, but by the fifth, sixth, and seventh time, you start to really get to the true answer of why. So if I were to say to my client, why do you want to lose 40 pounds? And their first answer tends to be more superficial in general. By that last answer, they want to be able to be healthy and strong so that they can live a longer, healthier life and see their grandkids graduate from college and be able to spend time with them at the park along that, uh, along that journey. So it comes down to more intrinsic things by that five, six, seventh why. So that's, that's a good way to, to really discover, I think, what's most important. Then once we find that out, then we can make a plan. Now, I, I will tell you that that actually, that vetting process does actually help me sometimes with some of my athletes who even by the seventh time, it is, it might be more of a superficial thing still. And I don't, again, that's not my judgment. Right. That's not my journey. That's theirs. So I just, I've never been able to see my abs and I want to see my abs and there's no other reason. <laughs> I just want to be able to say, I, you know, yeah. and it's, and okay, well then I understand that now. Right. And so even if we are doing things that are a little bit, um, you know, let's say, uh, in, in more of an extreme, 
we, we can focus on that for maybe a shorter amount of time. If you want to get there by say your wedding. Okay. Um, understanding that you won't be able to keep up with that forever, or we can make a two year plan and get there slower, but definitely in my opinion, be able to maintain those results longer or for a lifetime. So again, you know, that is, I think, important thing to establish from the start. I think, I mean, a couple of the things you've said too, like I'm sitting here sort of processing that, you know, and I I have so many patients that come in and they're like, you know, maybe 50 pounds, 60 pounds overweight. And, you know, and I bring it up with them and say, hey, you know, how are we going to help you with this? Like, this is a medical issue. Like, and they've had so many doctors or nurses or nurse practitioners or PAs or whoever come at them with this, like, you have to drop weight, right? And it's not their why, which is why it hasn't happened yet. And, and in the world of medicine, of course, we get really hung up on, like, this is bad for you. You need to do this. But until it matters to the patient, it's not going to happen, you know? And so I think kind of thinking through that on your own, you know, for our listeners out there of, you know, you might be listening to this and be like, you know, uh, this isn't, this isn't where I am. And hey, that's okay. You know, give it time, process it, think about it. You know, you might not be ready for a, a workout program. You know, you might need to get some other stuff together in your life. Like maybe you got a lot of, I mean, everybody's got more stresses right now, right? I mean, maybe you got five kids at home and they're, you know, not going to help with your workout program, (laughs) unfortunately, you know, but maybe your priority is somewhere else and it's not on activity right now. And so allow yourself that ability, you know, like Matt was saying earlier of, you know, when he looked at his daughter and deciding like, this is not the right time to be training for this, you know, and giving yourself the ability to say, like, I'm not a bad person because of that. Like this, I'm, this has zero, you know, reflection on the type of person or the quality of person that I am. It has a lot to do with whatever else is going on, you know? And so I think kind of allowing yourself to come back to this issue of why is is great. I mean, frankly, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Matt. Yeah, well, you nailed the being a person first, you know, you, you've got to be a person first and then you're the student or you're the professional. Um, and then, and then finally you're the athlete for most people. Right. And, and even for professional athletes, they're still an athlete first. And I, that's where I think checking off that box and giving yourself permission, like you said, uh, to be able to say, I do have a priority here and it is maybe not necessarily having those six pack abs and it's okay that I am structuring my life in a different direction. But if I can check off some other boxes, I can eventually circle around and get back to this. And, and, uh, that is part of a plan that you have. So I think that that can be very effective. Now, in the meantime, I think knowing you have something to work forward to, makes uh, a little bit of a difference. So maybe you do park further away from the grocery store. Maybe you do right. walk it in a little further. Yeah. Knowing that, well, I'm not going to get into the gym right now, but I am going to get my steps in. Yep. I, I'm not going to just give up on everything. And so that's a part of my process too. So I think, um, yeah, again, you, you said it really well. And just knowing 
that everybody has a different story and a different journey. And, and that, it sounds so cliche, but that process to success uh, is and should be different for every person. What I find successful is not necessarily what you find successful. So we can even, we can bring it down to a lot of things, but uh, I'm reminded constantly that money isn't everything, right? Right. And I feel very, very rich in my life. And I, when I was younger, if you had asked me what my why there was, it would have just been to be uh, rich. I just mm-hmm. wanted to be rich because right. I didn't grow up with money. Yeah. And the first time I ever saw a doctor is when I was in the army. I mean, that's, you know, we didn't have health insurance. We didn't have. So I looked at other people with money and just really said, that's going to be me one day. And yet really now uh, that I'm more secure in my life and I've been blessed to have that security through my business and through uh, my wife who uh, she's of course on these other episodes with us that really does a great job with managing our money and things like that then i realized along the way that i am so much richer than i ever thought i would be and not in the uh, the the bank account right not in the dollars not in the dollars (laughs) right um so that's where i really find that i've shifted to to appreciate what life is, uh, is, is yielding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's certainly not as monetary as I once thought it needed to, to be. So, you know, th- that's, you know, to me how I've changed too. And, and I, my target is different. Um, and I, I know that you're very much the same way. Yep, absolutely. It's interesting. I was just thinking I had, I, uh, last week I had a medical student tagging along with me and, um, and at the end of the week, he, he said, you know, Dr. Albertson, you know, you're the only one who's actually taken the time to teach me anything. And I, I just, like, I was so taken aback, honestly, because that was not the medical school training I got. I had so many great mentors and, you know, amazing teachers along the way. And I'm sure that that's not going to really be the story for him either. Like, he'll have lots of good teachers along the way. But I did, it, it did sort of, you know, ring for me that you know one of my whys has always been teaching i love to teach it it feels good i gain something you know and my husband hears me all the time when i say you know yeah i'm tired at the end of the day but i gain so much from my patients i love to learn new things i you know i feel good and so i feel like the why that has kind of always been in the background for me and at times in the forefront has been that, you know, interest in learning in just constantly, you know, pushing myself to learn the next thing. And then, of course, you know, this other piece with the the teaching side of things. And so I think, you know, personally, I feel the same way as you, Matt, that I feel very rewarded and rich in my life because I've been able to achieve a lot of my why. Thank you. Yeah, no, and I, I think that uh, I get up in the morning pretty early. Okay. So normally four in the morning and I start my day so that I can start to get better from the first hour that I'm up. So I will read first cause it, I feel like it gets my, my brain going. And, yeah. uh, I don't, I, for me, everything I read has something to do with what I do. Okay. But that's just for me. I just, it's going to be a book about strength training or running or nutrition or, you know, mindset, something. But for me, that's, I, I look forward to that. I I love doing that. And I take some notes, 
But then the next part of my day, it's got, that's where I do the heavy hitting. And that's where I'm going to really focus on the tasks that need to be done so that I can do other things in my life that I really enjoy and can be productive there. So th- my point to saying that is I know so many people that have good intentions but no real plan. Right. And if it doesn't work for you to journal or to log, you don't have to do that, but you find some way that you keep yourself accountable. And I don't think a lot of times we realize how a month goes by, now a year, now 10 years, and we're still saying the same thing. And so I, I think, you know, trust me, I'm, I'm not perfect at it. I still have a lot of work to do on structuring my own plan. And it's a daily, it's, it's a daily commitment and I, and I can be better all the time. But I think that starting off with uh, the, a plan that you can be accountable and checking off those boxes every day in whatever way works for you, whether it's post-it notes or self-talk or doing some journaling. So just a, a suggestion there on how to actually sort of uh, accomplish those tasks so that you can get to that, that goal of yours. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, hopefully we've kind of addressed the issue here of, you know, how to start thinking about your exercise routine, you know, your, your goals, your why. And um, I hope with our podcast audience here that, you know, if you have questions about these issues that you reach out either to Dr. Nye's at uh, www.boneandmuscle.com or Matt Pendola at gmail.com. So yeah, that's my email, but Really, uh, our website, Pendola Training, you can go to that, and then there's a uh, connection there for an email connection, but also it has information about uh, what we offer. So if you're interested in any programs or even just signing up for our newsletter, uh, that that comes out about once a month, and we have, I think, a lot of good articles in there that you can read up on and learn a little bit more about how to serve your life. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we look forward to the next couple episodes with you as well. Take care.